Hey, podcast family, listen to this, because I think this is a little comical, yet super important at the same time, because it shows how we tend to take some very common phrases, very common terminology, and we use all the time, that we take that for granted, and how easy it is for us to confuse ourselves when we're using these terms. Let me explain. Just a few hours ago, I was having a conversation with a resident about a presentation that he is scheduled to give later on this week. Now, this resident is not at our institution. It's at another program in Texas. But I've known this individual for many years. And so he reached out and said, hey, Dr. Chapa, can you just take a look at my PowerPoint? I'm going to present. I just want to make sure I'm talking about everything correctly. I said, absolutely, no problem. Well, the topic and the subject was medical tests and interventions based on gestational age, right? So we do certain things based on where a patient is in terms of gestational age. Fine. Pretty easy to understand. Well, we came to the part in the in the PowerPoint on antenatal corticosteroids. Now, I want to focus on traditional use, not very early, like 22 to 23 weeks or in the late preterm interval, but in the traditional sense. And here's what the slide said said steroids were given traditionally for fetal lung maturity starting at 24 weeks and zero days. That's absolutely correct in the traditional algorithm. Ah, but then the slide went on to say steroids were traditionally given up until 33 completed weeks. And that's where I put the brakes on things. So I texted back the resident and said, hey, a good quick question for you. You say here that traditionally steroids were given at 24 weeks and zero, which is correct. And then you state up until 33 completed weeks. Uh, what do you mean by that? And then the resident said, well, of course, it's given up till uh, it was traditionally given up uh, up until 34 weeks and zero days. That's com- 33 completed weeks. And so that sparked a whole discussion because that is not correct. And this is why I thought this would be interesting, because he was like, wait a minute, I think I've gotten myself all confused. <laughs> so when we talk about completed weeks, we're going to discuss that. We're going to explain what that actually means in this episode. And this is exactly why ACOG has gotten away from saying things like completed weeks, because it gets really confusing, although it shouldn't be. So we're going to set the record straight here so we can all have the same uh, discussion using the same nomenclature. And so when somebody says completed weeks, we know what we're talking about. And this is also uh, important because when you do a gestational age assessment at delivery, in other words, based on the National Vital Statistics Report from the CDC, there's a way that you count the weeks of gestation for the child. So in other words, if it's a fraction, like a child was born at 38 weeks and five days, uh, you actually have to round that up. So do you round it up? to 39 or do you round it down? I'm going to explain why one answer is correct and the other is not, right? So this does matter and this all has to do with the proper way of counting completed weeks. So are steroids given from 24 and 0 up until 33 completed weeks? The answer is no. (laughs) And that's exactly why we just need to be clear with what we're saying and give the numbers. ACOG says traditionally steroids for fetal lung maturity were from 24 weeks and zero up until 34 weeks and zero. All right, but 34 weeks and zero is not 33 completed weeks. That is 34 completed weeks. Oh boy. So let's talk about what that actually means when we mean completed weeks in this episode. Just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practice because medicine moves real fast. 
This is Clinical Pearls. I'm so thankful that ACOG and SMFM have really moved away from using this completed week's terminology to just making it plain and saying what they mean. In other words, 34 weeks in zero or 34 weeks in six days. It's just much easier than that. But the whole issue of completed weeks actually was part of the definitions in the past. In 1969, the World Health Organization defined prematurity as any birth occurring at less than 37 completed weeks. And here it is. They defined 37 completed weeks as 259 days since the first day of the last menstrual period. All right, so what is 37 times 7? So 37 weeks times 7 days per week. That's 259. So 37 completed weeks is 37 and 0, right? So it's the next day after 36 weeks and 6 days. So again, premature birth is anything under 37 weeks and 0. You see, that's why that 0 is there. It's that end of that completed week. Is that fascinating or what? Then becomes 37 and 1 and 37 and 2, but that's why there's that and 0 designation. That is the completed week. So when you say 37 completed weeks, that implies 37 weeks and 0. Whenever somebody says, oh, at 34 completed weeks, it's not at the end, in other words, 34 and 6, it is 33 and 6 and the next day. So, 34 completed weeks would be 34 weeks and zero. All right, so I'm glad that this has confused other people because after I had the text communication with my resident friend, uh, he felt so bad. He's like, oh my goodness, I, how did I mess this up? How did I not get this? Or I knew this and I totally forgot. And so my response was very easy. I'm like, look, this has been published. I mean, people are are getting these things confused and it's been going on for a long time. So then I pointed him to this commentary that came out, the one that we're going to review right now, back in 2014. In 2014, Silba Shabra wrote in the Journal of Women's Health a response to an article that had addressed this issue of, quote, completed weeks, end quote. The title of this reply was The Enigma of 36 Completed Weeks of Gestation, 36 and 0 or 36 and 6. Isn't that title perfect? I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about here. So as this author wrote, quote, in 2008, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists Committee Opinion defined late preterm infants as infants born between 34 and 0 weeks and 36 weeks and 6 days. However, this is often mistakenly believed by authors to represent 34 to 36 completed weeks of gestation. As a matter of fact, 34 to 36 weeks of gestation are completed during the time span between 34 and 0 and 36 weeks and 0 days. End quote. Let me stop there for a minute. So this author is completely correct. You see, this is a response to somebody who wrote an article and said, oh, preterm birth is between 34 and 36 completed weeks. That is absolutely not true. That's not right. So I'm glad this author sent in this rebuttal to say, no, 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 I can't believe this was published. That's not correct. Because what that first author wrote as 34 to 36 completed weeks actually means 34 and 0 and 36 and 0. 
And that's not correct. So the author goes on to say in the rebuttal, quote, This is because 36 weeks is completed the day after 35 weeks and 6 days, which is 36 weeks and 0 days. So as a take-home, whenever you say completed weeks, it defines the at zero designation. So what is 25 completed weeks? It is 25 and zero. What is 39 completed weeks? It is 39 and zero. What is 28 completed weeks? It is 28 and zero. Not at the end of that week. In other words, it's at the start of that new week. So the completed week is at zero designation. That's why I'm so glad that in ACOG's committee opinion, which is number 713 on antenatal corticosteroid therapy for fetal maturation back in August of 2017, the college just says it like it is and gets away from the term, quote, completed weeks. In that committee opinion, it states, quote, a single course of corticosteroids is recommended for pregnant women between 24 and zero weeks and 33 weeks and six days who are at risk for preterm delivery within the next seven days, end quote. Nothing in there about completed weeks. It just says it like it is. 24 and zero and up to 33 weeks and six days. Similarly, in ACOG's practice bulletin number 234 from August 2021, which is prediction and prevention of spontaneous preterm birth, it got away from this whole completed week designation and just made it plain, quote, Preterm birth is defined as a delivery occurring at or after 20 weeks and zero days and before 37 weeks and zero days. Great, nice and easy. Before we leave this section, the take-home message is let's just avoid the term completed weeks because it confuses people and just give the week designation as it is, even if it's fragmented per the day. This is the right way to do it because a baby born at 34 weeks and 6 days is physiologically different than one born at 34 weeks and 0. So at the bedside, again, using the true day designation is okay. And that's the way that we should communicate one to the other and document and just kind of avoid the more confusing term of completed weeks. All right, podcast family, when we come back and as we get close to the end of the episode, we're going to drive home how important this issue of completed weeks is because completed weeks is actually how births are recorded on a national level. So we do a delivery, it gets recorded to the city that goes to the county, county goes to the state, state turns it into the National Vital Statistics Report, and they use completed weeks. We'll explain in just a minute. This whole concept of completed weeks isn't just something that lives in the obstetrical world, but is super important in terms of reporting numbers to the state and to the National Vital Statistics Report. Let me explain what I mean. If you actually take a look at the CDC's website under the National Center for Health Statistics, this is all explained. Now, this has to do, of course, with how we give gestational age at delivery. And yes, I know every electronic record, whether it's watch child, QS or whatever, it always asks for gestational age. And we put in there exactly what we're supposed to do. A child is born at 38 weeks and five days. Fine. That's great. However, what's actually reported and registered as part of the National Vital Statistics is a rounded number. Now, the question is, if it's 38 weeks and five days, does it round up to 39 or does it round down? 
The answer is very simple. It rounds down. And the reason is, is that it only registers completed weeks. See, we're all talking about the same thing here. Again, if you go to the CDC site under National Center for Health Statistics, it's under the National Vital Statistics System tag of obstetrical estimate of gestation at delivery. And it's very clearly stated. So let me read that to you. Quote, the gestational age for the fetus is reported in completed weeks at time of delivery. If the gestational age includes a fraction of a week, for example, 33 weeks, 5 days, always round down to the nearest whole week. In other words, if a fetus was born premature, at 33 weeks and 5 days, what is, would actually be re reported to the state and then up the chain to the National Vital Statistics form would be 33 completed weeks. Does that make sense? It's only given that next week assignment after 33 weeks and 6 days. In other words, 34 weeks and zero would then be 34 completed weeks, all right? So 33 weeks and five days rounds down to the nearest completed week. So that would be recorded as 33 weeks. Now, if you're thinking, but wait a minute, there's true maturity differences here. I mean, a baby born at 33 weeks and zero is not the same as a baby born at 33 weeks and five days because every day counts for development. Absolutely correct. But now we're talking about morbidity issues. That's different. In terms of reporting issues, it goes to the completed week. All right. And that always rounds down. So those are two different things. The way that we should communicate one to another is exactly what the, preg what the pregnancy is by number and fraction. So, hey, this baby delivered at 33 weeks and five days. That's correct. That's what we should do. Everybody likes that. But in terms of reporting, that is actually rounded down and it's called 33 completed weeks because remember, the, it, you don't get the full week designation until the next day after the six fraction. So in other words, after 33 weeks and six days, the next day is 34 completed weeks, which would be synonymous with 34 and zero. Okay, so yes, let's keep doing what we're doing. Those days matter. Absolutely. I mean, early term delivery is a delivery from 37 weeks and zero up until 38 weeks and six. So that's why people are getting away from completed weeks because it confuses people and just give the day as it is. So there's reporting, which is completed weeks, and then normal care of the patient, which uses fractionated designation. Everybody clear? So I just wanted to make that uh, you know clear because I, I think it was kind of confusing because this resident was confused. Completed weeks is always rounded down. Easiest way to remember is that care at the bedside depends on the fractionated reporting of gestational age. But for things like the state and the national vital statistics, it's rounded down to the nearest completed week. All right, podcast family, well, that brings us to a wrap. I know this wasn't like super deep in terms of a lot of data, but I hope that it just kind of set the record straight. So if you ever asked, what do you mean by completed weeks? In other words, is 36 completed weeks, 36 and zero or 36 weeks and six days? Now, you know, the formal answer, as always, we're thankful for you. And we're glad that you're part of our podcast community. And we'll see you on another episode of Clinical Pearls.